can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, a rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, baby, don't leave. I say, no, let the boy walk. Let the boy walk. Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. Let the boy walk. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch. An entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I'm one of my, your calls. My name is Robbie. And today we're going to be talking about the 1990 Christmas classic, Home Alone. Written by John Hughes. Directed by Chris Columbus. Starring Macaulay Culkin. Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Catherine O'Hara, Robert's Blossom, and the Goat of Goats, John Candy. Alongside me is one of our co-hosts, the Cuz. Cuz Ben, how you doing? I'm doing good, but hey, Santa. Hey. Go easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> you know Santa pisses his pants when he's on the, <laughs> down the chimney. Alongside us, another one of our co-hosts and good friend, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Santa? Am I on the naughty list or the nice list? Um, you're on the nice list, but you're what the French call les compatants. What? <laughs> Let's finish this podcast because I'm about to pass out. So uh You could you could take the get up off if you want. <laughs> I was um, waiting for I was waiting for uh Amazon all day today. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I love that you did that. You look fantastic. Fantastic. For our audio-only listeners, Robbie's in full Santa regalia. Oh, yeah. I'm a kill it's bill. It's glorious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I need a fan in, in here, so we'll see what happens. I mean, this is a, hey, this is a good reason uh, to make sure you're following that YouTube page of ours and subscribe and click the bell. That's true. So Please. I don't even know. Where to go from here? But yeah, like uh, Benny said, like Santa said, this is Let the Boys Watch. Please, if you watch it on YouTube, subscribe. Maybe throw a comment in there and tell us how great Santa looks right now. Um, if you're not and you're listening to us on a podcast, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Send us an email. Uh, LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what we missed, what you love about the movie we're going to talk about today, Home Alone, or any other Christmas movie or any movie in general. What we typically do here is watch movies that one or all of us haven't seen. They're usually, you know, popular movies from 80s, 90s, 2000s. Um, but today we watched Home Alone because it is number one goat king of all Christmas movies, and we all love it. So we said, fuck it. Let's do it live. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we did this one, even though we've all seen it. This was just a nice, you know, I, I said last week, I don't not normally get caught up in the Christmas movies and watch one every year. It's been nice. You know, last week with Elf and this week revisiting Home Alone. Don't you forget know, it, Die Hard two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, debatable, but it was a nice ease into the into the holiday season. You know, I feel like last couple of years I had COVID for Christmas. 
Uh, last year, it was so busy leading up, you know, thinking about a wedding and all that stuff. Christmas came and went. Um, and this helped me get, you know, a little bit more into the mood this year. I love it. Are we, we're all in agreement that this is number one, right? I know for a fact this is Robbie and mine's number one. So, Benny, is this your number one Christmas movie? You know, I don't want to spoil my plum ratings right. or anything like that, but I, I went into this movie saying that Jingle All the Way is my number one. Wow. I, I fucking love that movie, man. It's just so good. Oh, I good. could watch that in June, July, August. Doesn't matter. Give me Arnold any day of the week. But uh, I was very Except happy. Except for Terminator too. Well, <laughs> the, well, the bar was set so high with Jingle All the Way. I oh, saw that right, before right. I saw Terminator. So uh, comparing it to that, I mean, Kindergarten Cop, please forget it. Um, no, I was very happy we watched this movie. And uh, we'll discuss a little bit more later. Santa told me about well, I am Santa, but I heard <laughs> I heard there was a boy who went to your wedding and traveled 17 hours on a plane all by himself. You I know that boy. I do, I do. I you know, I really wish that you would have maybe taken him in your sleigh. It would have, you know, we hear about the 17 hour flight all the time. Maybe you could have got him there a little bit quicker. What do you think about that? Well, you know, uh January isn't really a big Christmas uh time of year so the clausometer was at a full zero mm. so and uh there was problems with the engine so uh santa and also santa was smashing and dashing mrs claus <laughs> for the entire month of january so i get i get yeah you know you're on vacation the month of january and well deserved by the way you know i don't, I don't want to cast any dispersions your way well yeah i know robbie was on a vacation too in manila for 17 hours on the plane so <laughs> i'm happy for that boy <laughs> we're all proud of him. like Robbie's on the permanent nice list for making that trip. I don't know if you if you saw Robbie's uh, chinos. I don't think so. Uh -uh. <laughs> oh man! But uh, Dude, can, can I spoil another? Is there another surprise you're going to give us? Because I saw you picked up that beard real quick, and I saw a little T-shirt you had on under there. Do you want to show us now, or is that coming out later? No, it can come out now. Uh, you know, Santa's favorite pizza place is oh god little Nero's <laughs> oh my god what a I fantastic shirt 20 yeah, minutes and it's I free was, I thought I was doing good with this guy that's a great one too yeah but that's technically little Nero's I mean fantastic Robbie, you are pulling out all the stops I got one more surprise for oh everybody my god, I can't but wait. it's not it's 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 coming soon I hope right. it's a 33-year-old can of Pepsi. So stay tuned. It's no, it's not this, it's not this um episode. So as Santa calls it in a biz, it's a little tease. So stay tuned. <laughs> Love it. Um so normally what we would do is talk about um, you know, who hasn't seen the movie, what they thought about going in, but since we've all seen it, let's just jump into overall impressions. Uh Santa, would you like to go first? Your choice? Sure. Um, Please, go ahead. I mean, so this came out in 1990, so what? This is 33 years now. Obviously, I've watched it once a year. So minimum? Minimum. So I've seen this movie, again, like Elf, probably over 100 times, and I just love watching this movie every single time. It's got everything you want. It's got dynamic acting. Uh, Macaulay Culkin gives a fantastic performance. Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. Catherine, I hire everybody in the movie. Um, it has the Christmas nostalgia. It has my, you know, 
redemption story. You know, Santa loves a good redemption story. So it has that. It has a fantastic score. It's set in Chicago. Love Chicago. Never been. Um, would love to go. Written by John Hughes, who directed one of my favorite movies of all time, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So say less. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, it's the best Christmas movie. Um, I don't care about the the plot holes. I understand there's plenty of plot holes in this movie that we could pick apart and, and go into detail with. But it's a feel-good movie. It's got a nice little family redemption story. It's got a fantastic John Williams score, Christmas movies, Christmas music galore, Joe Pesci. I love it. It's the goat of Christmas movies. It makes me laugh every single year. I get like a kid, just the nostalgia is through the roof. And I get like a little kid each year because it brings you back to a simpler, easier time as a kid when, you know, we believe basically in everything. And I don't know. I just love this movie. And it's, it'll never, never, uh, go below number one on my Christmas movie list. It's the, it's the best. I love it. Ryan, why don't you go ahead next? All right. Oh yeah. I mean, strong agree with Robbie. It, I've watched it same minimum 33 times, but probably over a hundred at least. I mean, I watched it numerous times when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite movies. And every year we watched it, you know, for this show, I'll probably watch it again before Christmas. I want to do a one and two kind of marathon because I didn't get to watch two yet this year. Um, but I absolutely love this movie every year. I keep waiting for it to get boring or keep waiting for me to lose interest or not laugh at the same shit. But it's so fucking funny. It makes me feel good. I got to tell you that this time we were watching it. Um, my son watched it with me. I got a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't fully cry, but I was like, holy shit. And he does not like any live action, anything. It's all cartoons for him right now. So the fact that he was into it and watched the whole thing, basically, shows how good even to a two-year-old that it could be. You know, it's still, yeah, he doesn't understand what the hell's going on, but it's hilarious because people have fallen down and, you know, getting burned and whatever so um yeah i i love this movie it is definitely the number one christmas movie for me um it might be the number one childhood movie for me like I, i'm trying to think of one that even beats this not christmas maybe back to the future but i don't know if i'd call that like a childhood movie it just came out during my childhood so um, I'll jump off your back to the future point and say that I, I think this is better than um, back to the future. I don't know if it's just because I saw it when I was young and I have that nostalgia for home alone that I don't have with back to the future. Cause I only saw back to the future in the last two years. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I've watched this movie in a long time, um, but obviously, you know, I remember pretty much everything about it. There's not too much that I, I didn't, remember so i would say if you guys seen it a hundred times i've probably seen it somewhere around 50 you know it was on repeat for a couple of years um i loved it now after kind of having a break from it because you know you see uh, you, some of the best children's stuff like spongebob and all that kind of stuff has ren and stimpy has the jokes that kids are gonna get but it also has the stuff tucked away in there for adults so you know going back on it this time 
the Marvin and and Harry stuff are just, you know, it, you, there's a little bit of a different feel to it now. Um, but once this movie ended, I was like, wow, what a fucking dynamic movie. And, you know, when it comes to Christmas movies, I don't see how you get much better than this. I mean, it's, you know, we talk about all these other movies where you're like locked in the whole time and it's because it's there's a lot of action or it's very dramatic and you know, I don't think I looked at my phone once during the whole movie. I was like super engaged with the movie. And by the time it was over, I was like, wow, that was quick. There was no wasted uh, moments in the movie. I felt honestly, I think this is maybe might be one of John Williams's best performances as far as score goes, like just right off the bat. Um, and it was fun. I was laughing because the main the the opening theme there's like these bass hits in it that I didn't even know that were there until like I had the surround sound. I was like, holy shit, John was popping off in this one. Um, and just, you know, they picked the perfect Christmas like songs for this movie. Probably the best Christmas songs are in this movie, except for holiday season, you know, shout out. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was just from beginning to end. Like I honestly wanted to put on Home Alone 2 as soon as this was over. And, you know, I texted you guys maybe five minutes into the movie saying, we should have just did one and two and did a double feature. Like that's how psyched I was once this movie started up. So super happy to watch it, especially after all these years and, you know, can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Well, next year we could do home alone too. Yep. Um, but yeah, and I was pushing for home alone too. Um, before we had the vote and after watching it again, home alone one is a better movie. Um, Home Alone 2, I think, has like funnier things in it that I used to joke around with my siblings about. So, you know, that's what I love about it. Um, but like Home Alone 2 has a few weak points. I'll save my discussion for next year, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Home Alone 1 start to finish is just perfect. It's yeah. the best. Yeah, I was on, I was on Home Alone 2. Uh, is the better movie with you, Ryan? And I don't know, man. I got to go back and watch because, yeah, honestly, like I said, like there was no wasted anything in this movie, and it was just, you know, from beginning to end, I was locked in. I almost kind of feel like it will Home Alone one and two. Like if you mash them together, you kind of then start to gravitate towards two a little bit because, like all the, all the, I don't know like earlier jokes and like because there are some callbacks and like you know yeah. more about the family and whatever um and you look past the pigeon lady and all that stuff but like <laughs> um if you if you really separate them one is the better movie but i think two has maybe some a little couple more like highs like comedy i mean whatever but we're not here to talk about home alone too so True. um should we get into plum scores Let's do it. Let's do it. Santa, Santa, do you want to go first or would you like to? Yeah, Santa wants to go first. No, to go Santa's, first. All right. Santa Santa's going first. first. All right. First. I'm starting it. I'm starting. I'm ending the year with the bang. This is a 10. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> this is a flat, stone cold, razor's edge 10. I don't care what anybody says. At me. Come at me. I'll give you the address to my house. We could talk about it for days on end. There's nothing better than this Christmas movie. The jokes, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, one of the best duos on screen ever. Everything about this movie is great. Like I said before, you want to talk plot holes? 
let's talk plot holes. I'm not here for the plot holes. I'm here for the way this movie starts and the way this movie finishes and everything in between. There are so many fantastic scenes for an eight-year-old kid to just control the screen and have you mesmerized the entire time. And even as a 40-year-old dude, he, he was he captivated me the entire time. He was fantastic in this movie. There was there's so many child actors that are so annoying in, in a lot of movies. And give me give me Macaulay Culkin as the president in Fifth Element, and I'm giving that a 10. <laughs> I, he blows Tony Lester out of the water. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, like you guys said, the I fucking got hair in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> um, like you guys said, the score, the Christmas music, it's just great. The run, run Rudolph is just hits when they're running through the airport. I mean, what a what a song choice. The direction is great. The pacing is great. There isn't one minute left on this movie that is just doesn't like it, every minute on this movie needs to be there. There's no lagging. There's nothing. It's great. I love it. And I'm ending the year with a 10 because it, this movie deserves a 10. And I'm taking this off now because I'm dying. Yeah, take it <laughs> off. Benny, why don't you go? I'll go. All right. Honestly, when the movie ended, I was like, 10? Because, like, excuse the likes and the ums on this one because my thoughts are all over the place with it. But there's... I mean, what what more do you want from this movie? What more do you like just for what this movie is and what it's supposed to be like? You know, it it really is. It couldn't have been better in many ways. That being said, 10 is is heavy to throw on it. And I fully understand why Robbie did. I, I just couldn't get there. But now I like want to. But now I don't want to copy Robbie. But. Um, so what I settled on was 9.4, uh, just because like it hit me in the feels. I'm, I feel a little jealous now that I didn't give it the 10 and, and my shock factor of saying that I wanted to give it a 10 is gone. Completely ruined my, my plum rating here, Rob, my sugar plum rating, I should say. But yeah, 9.4 for me, it just doesn't get any better than this as far as, as, as movies go. I think in my head, I wanted to scale it back because I wanted to leave room for Home Alone 2, you know, if we do watch it and score it eventually. And if I really do think it's better, I'll go higher. But who knows, man? Maybe on the plummies, I, I re-rate this as a 10, but I'll go 9.4. Is that your final rating? It is my final rating of the year. I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you give it, rescore it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't I'll been stick, stamped. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with the 9.4. All right. Because for the shame, first time shame. in the history of oh, the show, oh, Home Alone gets a 10. Wow. A 10. I don't know if you can hear the claps on this. But wow. I can't. But I also, like, I think I struggled the opposite way, like, from you, Benny, where I didn't initially be like, that's a 10. But the more I thought about it, you guys both said it all, like, what more do you want from this movie? It has everything. Um, comedy, feelings, amazing music, amazing direction. Acting's fantastic. I watch it every goddamn year. I look forward to it every year. It doesn't feel like like a uh, a chore. And every year I love it. And I've been saying the jokes from this movie with my siblings and friends for 
ever from, with my wife. I mean, she's the one who got me this shirt. She got a shirt for the kid and for herself. Like, all her shirt says, you're what the French call les incompetents. Like, there's just so much about this movie that is just, I don't know, influenced my life, I guess, um, that I know it's not better than Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, like some of the movies that we've uh, watched or, you know, haven't talked about, whatever. It's not a prestige drama, but for me, in my life, 10. Yeah. You're not wrong. I, I can't, I cannot fault either of you guys for giving it a 10 because you said it, I said it, like, what, what else do you want? And, you know, I, I really started wavering on the 9.4 when Robbie shouted out Macaulay Culkin like that, because he's right, man. Like for this eight year old kid to like completely own this movie and like not even playing off anybody really until the end of the movie with, with, with the wet bandits, like, you know, I mean, shout out Macaulay Culkin because I'm out. all about the comeback that he's he's had in this, you know, these last couple months with him getting the the star on the the, the Walk of Fame. Uh, he was on Jeopardy recently and just looks so good. And not like, I mean, there were a couple of years there where you're like, man, this dude looks like a fucking meth head. Um, so super happy for him. Yeah, this this movie um, basically, I think how me and. Ryan maybe started our friendship. We uh we basically were just cracking stupid jokes one day at Phil's house and just talking to and basically it was A1 bold bold and, and spicy, you know, get you here. And then it gets you right here. And then it was the nice tip, thanks a lot from this movie. I mean, it's the it's it just makes me laugh all the time. It's so stupid, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> How many movies are there that a line like that, a throwaway line makes you fucking laugh or a noise that Marv makes that is just so fucking funny. It's it's incredible. And it's incredible that it's still so good after 33 years. I mean, I, I'll he, never I'll, I'll, sorry, I'll quickly. I'll, I'll never stop. Like if I see something and it's fucking gross, I'm like, oh, it's your girlfriend. Woof. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> I'm throwing that line out there. I use that line every single year. It's for the past 33 years, and I'm going to continue until I'm six feet under. So, I mean. I mean, just another thing, too. Like, you know, I don't want to get too heavily into it because we have a whole section debating on it, but name the name the bad actor in this movie. Name the person that didn't play their part, right? I can't. You know, you, you know when you said, you know, the noise that Marv makes, my mind immediately went to that spider getting put on Marv. And as soon as I saw that seed start, I was like, oh my God, here we go. Like th that scream is just fucking fantastic. And, you know, make, makes me forward think to the the skeleton scene in, in Home Alone 2. And he's just like, Daniel Stern, man, what happened to Best. you? Where have you been? I mean, can we get like a Home Alone 8 or whatever they're on, but like all these years later and just bring all these people back? Yeah. That, um... That screen was dubbed. That scream was dubbed. Yep. That was uh, he. That was a fake scream because he would just he just mouthed the scream because of, it would scare the spider. Oh shit! So they went back and and uh, he like dubbed it in like post production, as the kids say, as as us you know movie buffs say, PP post production. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Oh, but even, I, I, even like, I don't care how much you're paying me, dude. You're not putting a fucking tarantula on my face. No. It's just not happening. 
even the Joe Pesci like mumbled stuff when he was hurt and like things like that were just so hilarious. Even till this day, I'm laughing because I mean, you get this guy in Home Alone and Goodfellas basically in the same year. I mean, you the the range from terrifying mobster in Goodfellas to bumbling idiot criminal <laughs> in Home Alone. I mean, it's just a testament to what a great actor he is. And like you said, there isn't there isn't a bad actor or actress in this movie. I mean, the the way the donut falls on uh, Sergeant Balzac's <laughs> phone makes me die every time because it lands so perfectly. I'm like, this is, I, I, I love the way he's eating a donut and it just, that one piece just sticks to the phone. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Shout out Larry Hankin. Yeah, and to be named, you know, Balzac is the fucking, I mean, a little, little fantastic for us little immature kids. Yeah. Hyper on too. I, you you mentioned the Joe Pesci noises, man. The the friggin' fracking, friggin' friggin' like <laughs> that just makes me crack up every all the time. It makes me think about like being a kid and like mimicking that all the time. There's just so many golden moments. Ah, it's it's so it, it it really is. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like I said, I have a little tradition of watching it. Um, while I wrap a few less presents on Christmas Eve, I'll do it again. Uh, makes me want to watch Home Alone too, which I'll probably do this weekend. And uh, yeah, it's it's the best, the best. Shout out, shout out, uh, you know Romulus uh, in the movie, Bullock. Uh, love it so. Yeah. Uh, one last qu one question, quick question before we get into some segments and stuff is: Did you, either of you guys ever play the Home Alone video game? It I was think on, so. I I had it on Super Nintendo. I don't know if it was on Sega, but I fucking love that game. And it was so goddamn hard. I don't remember anything about it, yeah. but I, I definitely remember playing it at some point or maybe watching Robbie or, or cousin Lenny play it or something. All right. I don't think I well, played it. I was probably just busting ass in Goldeneye. I think probably just fucking <laughs> just well, playing Madden and maybe whipping Benny by 46 and a half as a spread. <laughs> And the game would magically reset itself. Oops. If Benny was beating me, yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry, this came out of fucking. It must have been the internet connection down in the old basement on one sixteen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> After Benny said it, said the blaze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Santa, do you want to do characters first or scenes first? No, we we got to save scenes. Uh, scenes for the after this, so we can go characters first. All right. Um, let's do favorite character first, um, and then we'll do you know least, and then whatever. So, uh, Santa, who wants to go first? Who who's going first? Um, Benny's been a naughty boy this year. He spilled a couple of uh, glasses on the old boy's uh, pants, so we'll let him go second. Brian, you can okay. go first. Wow. All right. Um, so my least favorite character and i i, I don't have what a is his least 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 favorite so do you, oh santa would have went first, first? <laughs> no go ahead it's no fine. go ahead no go ahead. no, no I, I got i got uh, plenty of people in the arsenal okay because and that's what i was i have a couple people that i was going to pick from depending on when i went um i think i gotta go buzz i fucking oh, hate buzz and and there's there's like two other people that I 
I wanted to pick, but this watch cemented it for me. He's such a fucking dick. And and I have some Ani mentions that I, I want to get to later, but Buzz stinks. He treats Kevin like shit. He thinks he's hot fucking shit. And I said shit twice. I'm sorry. Fuck him. I'm glad Kevin ruined his room. And I'm glad he didn't see any naked babes on the beach in the winter in France. So fuck Buzz. Yeah, I heard those French babes on shave their pits. Yeah. Well, fuck Still got Buzz. Buzz beaches. Was, yeah, Buzz was walking around like he was he was Mad Damon in this movie. Yeah. Also, maybe, maybe he will be in our latest segment. <laughs> Buzz eats pizza like a fucking psycho. Did you notice that? Did he he like stuff it in. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking he's a I I know people say Kevin's a sociopath, but I think he's oh. getting it from somewhere. Um <clears throat> did you notice when everything comes crashing down, the, the little tin that has Buzz's money in it, his life savings. Yeah. Did you see the baseball card that was also in that tin? No. Who was it? It was uh, Fred McGriff on the Blue Jays. Wow. Ooh, a crime dog. Yeah. Crime dog. Tomamansky. Shout out Tomamansky. <laughs> Get those fundies. Jeez. All right. Yeah, so Fama. Buzz for me. Who's going next, Santa? Because we'll go second. Give me Jeff McAllister, uh, Kevin's brother, the redhead, Pete, Pete wannabe. Um, you just mean calling Pete? him, yeah, calling him a fucking disease. What a dick. There was, I mean, at least at the end of the movie, Buzz is like, you know what? I'm proud of you for not burning the house down, man. Pretty cool, bro. Yeah. Jeff, there was no redemption from Jeff. What a dick. Um, just proven to the world that redheads are fucking assholes, no matter what, even if they seem nice underneath they're they're psychopaths. Just kidding, redheads. Um yeah, give me Jeff. He's the worst, and there's no redemption from Jeff. Bunch of use Q tips, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Chalk left for Santa. I can't believe it's Santa's big day. I can't believe it. Santa's <laughs> fucking gliding down the, the chimney and he just had Uncle Frank fall right into his lap. <laughs> because what a piece of shit Uncle Frank is. The worst. I mean, he's even fucking terrible in Home Alone 2. I think there's a deleted scene in 1 or 2 where Uncle Frank pantses Kevin. Yeah. Yep. So it didn't make it to the cutting room floor. Yeah, does. What a piece of shit. The Cheapskate He's he's already first class thanks to probably uh, Mr. McAllister, who word on the street was probably mobbed, had mob ties. That's what the kids are saying. <laughs> oh, it's his brother who paid for the trip. Well, somebody's uh, got mob ties in the family. So the same, read- the same brother who owns the apartment in two, the brownstone or whatever, he owns paid the for them to fly out to France. She says yeah. it like quick in the very beginning. Did you see that there was an article today in New York Times like trying to break down the wealth of the McAllisters? I didn't but I, I saw it. To read it. I didn't I didn't read it, but I also saw like other publications have written that uh they think that Mr. McAllister is in the mob. I'll try that that's the the reason I brought it up is because they touch on that. I'll send you guys the link after the episode. Maybe we could throw it in the show notes, but please go ahead, continue with the Uncle Frank hatred, Robbie. Oh, please. Piece of shit. Big piece of shit. I mean, from getting his first class 
you know, plane ticket bought, um, trying to steal the silverware on the plane with Bring his your wife. Bring your I don't want to get canceled, but so please don't let me say anything about his wife, but woof. Um, <laughs> just look what you did, you little jerk. I mean, he's he couldn't pay for the pizza. He only had traveler's checks. God forbid he fucking came out of pocket, the scumbag that he is. Um, <laughs> I can't stand him. This entire family, I mean, I thought the Rudigers were terrible. The McAllisters are giving the Rudigers a run for their money in this movie. But Uncle Frank is a piece of shit, and I, I really can't. I've hated him since 1990, and I'm gonna hate him until I'm, I'm dead and buried because there's nobody worse than than Uncle Frank. He's just a scumbag, and I don't. I think he was happy that Kevin wasn't on a trip. I think he was happy that they left Kevin at home. I think he wanted Kevin to maybe perish so Kevin <laughs> would never be alive again for Uncle Frank to have to deal with. So yeah, Uncle Frank. I know I'm going on a long rant, but my there, there's probably two or three people that I hate in this world and Uncle Frank is one of them. Wow. So that's it. He's on the Mount Rushmore of the people I hate in life. So he's there and it, it, it's a short list, but he's on it. Did you know, speaking of the look what you did, you little jerk, did you notice through the, maybe you guys have seen this before, but this is the first time I noticed it. When they're cleaning up all the pizza and stuff, you see Kevin's ticket in the trash can. Yep. I didn't I that yeah. was the first time I noticed that. Other I think you would I, notice that after like me and Ryan's nine thousandth showing of the uh <laughs> of watching it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean maybe I'm just an idiot, but looking you No, I'm saying we we watched it probably triple the times that you you watched it, so probably. but you guys have you've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I noticed in that from that scene too, and I didn't notice it until just this viewing because I had the subtitles on is when Uncle Frank says, I only have traveler's checks. Ke um, Peter McAllister un kind of under his breath says, I bet you got the traveler's checks that don't work in France either. <laughs> Dig them. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Like why even invite We're him back, on the trip? I, I don't know. For the kids, I guess. I don't know. Nah, fuck the kids. I would never, I'm never inviting people that bring it down like like uncle frank does i wouldn't want that agree um i just want to echo your point robbie um my auntie mentions were gonna be the entire McAllister family like what a bunch of spoiled brats pieces of shit they treat kevin like shit all of them he's fucking eight give him cut him some slack <laughs> i know the poor i don't kid, understand man. yeah that's i don't understand like if Kevin was like 25 and he was stealing money for heroin and things like that, and he got, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. an eight year old kid, like just that wants to play with toys and and just wants a plain cheese pizza slice and fat buzz has to fucking, I know we can't use fat no more in this, in this world, but I'm using <laughs> fat on this podcast because fat buzz has to eat his cheese pizza. Well, get me started, please. Scumbag <laughs> buzz. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, you want me to get? You want? I want more Ani mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. And please. it's the and it's that slimy snake, snitch boy Jimmy from the convenience store. Yeah, what, what a bitch! Let listen. Nobody saw that that Kevin. It was fine asking about this. This, is approved, this toothbrush was approved by the American Dental Association. Like he was very knowledgeable on his teeth. Wanted to wanted to know what was going on. Then he saw old man Marley, who could have just said, "Hey, Kevin." 
how are you? Instead of slamming his bloody hand down, <laughs> freaking Kevin out. <laughs> yeah, freaking Kevin absolutely out. And then Herb didn't know if the the toothbrush was approved by the American Dental Association. And he sees Kevin freaking out. Nobody's like, this boy looks scared. Let's let's see what's wrong. No, they yell at him. And then Jimmy has to yell, shoplifter, instead of being an adult and chasing after him like a kid, like you know, like any grown human being would. He snitches to him, and that's yeah. that. So, Jimmy, I hope I hope you are still at the convenience store. No benefits, getting underpaid. <laughs> no 401k. No 401k, nothing. <laughs> that's a good choice. I was going Jimmy if Uncle Frank was stolen, so I had Jimmy in the uh, chamber. Good choice. Uh, any other Ani matches from anybody? Oh, I got a couple more. Please go ahead. I got the annoying lady at the at the supermarket counter. Yo, why are you asking so many questions yeah. for? Let the kid buy his shit. Why can't he buy his shit? If he was saying he if he passed a note and said, My mom's in the car, she wants some cigarettes, yeah, then I would ask questions, but he's just buying some milk and stuff like that. Like, it's fine. And Ed, the old man at the airport. Like, I don't care if your wife's got all the the you know, all dangly earrings, like dangly ones. Trying, yeah, all dangly <laughs> ones. Like let her get on a plane. She's wants you guys are probably some old, not even boomers at the time, but like some old World War World War. That was One, like, like silent generation. Yeah, you guys are like <laughs> flapper girls and like Calvin Cool's generation. Like all the money in the world. Like let her get on the plane. All right, why does she got to just empty her entire life savings for you to let her get on the plane? So please, that pissed me off. Still does to this day. I will say though, the redemption is kind of there for them because. When she, you know, when the mom shows up at at the end of the movie, she still got the earrings on. So maybe they, you know, they had to change of heart and just said, "All right, you just go ahead." Oh, Ed! <laughs> that guy oh, shows up in so many random things. I love that guy. He's like a Wilford Brimley lookalike. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was the uh, diabetes guy, but he wasn't. Diabetes. <laughs> I got an on you bench. How about the manager of Little Nero's Pizza? You see how much time that delivery guy has to deliver that pizza? 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20. You have to cook pizzas yeah, let me say and deliver quick. them in 20 minutes. Exactly. 20 minutes or it's free. What a shit business model. So stupid. <laughs> There's no way that you're not giving away free pizzas every night. How Especially long when you when you got to wait for somebody to come out of pocket to the McAllister house, God knows yeah. you'll be there for an hour and a half. Right. Maybe that's why he was so excited for the tip because he knew he was fired. <laughs> nice tip, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Although he does show up later and gets Kevin really fucking stiff some <laughs> cheapskate. Um. Any other Ani matches for least favorite characters? Snakes. Oh, please. Snakes is the best. Snakes? <laughs> snakes? I don't know no snakes. <laughs> yeah, but I forgot what AC said, though. <laughs> Anybody know? What? What AC said? Um, 10%. That's what he said. That's what he yeah. said. Well, AC ain't in charge no more. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do with that, snakes. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of snakes, let's do 
favorite characters. Who went who went last just now? Santa. Santa. All right, Santa, Santa you're up. Santa again, I can't believe it. I mean, a Christmas miracle. <laughs> The boy can walk again. Please give me Kevin McAllister as my favorite character. I know it's chalk, but he, like I said earlier on, he carries this movie. He's like a mature 30-year-old in this movie. Amazing performance. Sorry, Santa's getting choked up. Um, <laughs> Too many cookies. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I mean, what is there to be said? Name me another child actor that could have delivered this performance uh there's a short list and maybe just Haley joel osmond i don't know but macaulay culkin destroys this movie it's all because of him obviously you got some bit characters some great character actors you know joe pesci daniel stern obviously but he does a lot of things on his own like you like i forget i forgot who was saying that maybe benny was saying that he does a lot of things on his own in this movie and he carries you know a lot of scenes on his own and he's interacting with multiple people in various scenes and to do that as a young kid and to, you know, I don't want to say not not be annoying because sometimes kids can be on the screen and they could be annoying and they could be even regular actors that are that are annoying on a screen. And he just captivates you the entire time he's he's on the screen and in this movie. And he plays it with such innocence. And then he, he you know, he borderline sociopath, I'm guessing, but he plays both sides. And uh yeah, he has the innocence innocence of a little kid and the sociopathness of Jeffrey Dahmer. So, I mean, he does it all in this movie. Uh, each time I watch this movie, I'm blown away by his performance. He's just the best in this movie. And uh, it's a shame that he never went on to like major, major success in the later years. But we'll always have Macaulay in this movie and Kevin McAllister. You are my favorite character. I mean, let's just keep going down the cast list here. And, and I got to go Harry. Um, you know, it's, it's a, I don't want to even say a toss up between the two of them because the way they, they play off each other, it's just the perfect combination of two actors. Like who would have thought, you know, Robbie, I think you mentioned it before, like Pesci's in Goodfellas and this movie in the same year, like who would have pictured Pesci in this movie? Who would have pictured him paired up with Daniel Stern of all people? And it just being such a perfect match, but you know, Everything I feel like I'm about to say about Pesci, you could say about Daniel Stern, but just like the reactions to every single one of the the traps. But I mean, by far the best is when he's getting his head blown with the <laughs> with the flamethrower, and I just I love that that <laughs> that him slamming his head into this into the snow and giving himself CTE, um, <laughs> him grabbing the the hot door handle and then falling back down the ice steps again, you know just the all the schemes that he came up with being there you know in in the cop uniform to start the movie and then becoming the person that you know he actually is just awesome performance from him and you know i love pesci how could you not the guy's a a, a national treasure um shout out to little joe i think he would that was his name when he was a singer back in the day i think he has a couple albums out there um and a man who decided when enough was enough with acting and said, I'm done, took his ball and went home. I, I don't know of a movie that he was ever in that was bad. Um, so a guy that just retired at the top and glad he came back from the, for the Irishman. Uh, and hopefully maybe he's got one or two more movies in him before it's all said and done. 
He's in um, what you call it? Uh, what's that show? Bup Bupkiss on Peacock with Pete Davidson. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. I mean, I, I don't know if Joe needs the money, but I was like, wow, he's, I would have never thought that my son Peacock. He's in some movie that came out this year called Day of the Fight. All right. I guess he's making a little soft comeback. Yeah. I uh, think he, I think he delivered the shortest uh, acceptance speech in Academy Award history. Thank you. That's it. And walked off. <laughs> nice. That uh, guy. But I agree with you, Benny. He's, Obviously, you know, he's the—I don't want to say by far and away, but he's the best actor in this movie. And like we said earlier, just the fact that he's in these two smash hits in one year, uh, two different roles, is just—it's just amazing. Yeah. And then the following year, my cousin Vinny. Oh no, I'm sorry, that was '92. But still, come on, incredible. Um. Oh, please. I think I'm going to go with Marv, Daniel Stern. I mean, uh, what I was actually going to do if they didn't get picked is do the Wet Bandits as one character. Um, But he's so funny in this film, in Home Alone 2. His reactions, I mean, Pesci's reactions are amazing as well. But you already mentioned it. I mean, the skeleton... The fucking when he's walking on the ornaments, like <laughs> the the nail on the foot, like everything <laughs> that happens to him, the noises he makes are just he falls down the stairs. <laughs> like my goodness, <clears throat> the stuff. Some of the the lines he says, Harry, I'm coming in, I'm coming in. <laughs> or I mean, my personal favorite. Wow, what a hole from Home Alone too. Um, <laughs> just i i love him um there's a couple others that i, I you know we'll get to and any mentions i'm sure but yeah i'll go with i'll go with marv so basically the top three were taken so who has who wants to start any mentions i can go with my main man gus polinski uh, the poker king of the midwest just so great to see John Candy rest in peace every time he shows up on the screen. I believe all his lines were maybe improvised, uh, yep. which was a big no-no from John Hughes, but he did a, did him a favor, so he just let him do it. It's just, he's just the best. I mean, just telling um, Catherine O'Hara that he left his son at the funeral, <laughs> funeral ball it was just hilarious. I mean, his his hits, you know, polka, 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 <laughs> Twin Lakes polka, polka twist. I mean, come on, man. The guy had hits, 600-something albums sold in Sheboygan, huge in Sheboygan. Huge in Sheboygan. So, I mean, please. Uh, I mean, another one, tragic that he's gone too soon, but John Candy, just phenomenal actor and always <laughs> makes me laugh and just amazing in this movie. And shout out in that scene, I believe uh, there's a when they first meet each other in the airport that there's a big uh, myth going around that the guy behind Catherine O'Hara is Elvis. Yep. Really? Yeah. It does. I, I feel like it doesn't look like him. Like no, uh, not at all. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know why that that urban legend came about. But I, every time I see it, I'm like, that's not. That would never look like Elvis. That those are the. I think I. 
were you guys maybe talking about on going gray last couple of weeks, but like urban legends back in the day when there was no internet, or maybe I was listening to it somewhere else, but it's just, it's so funny how those things like took hold and there was like nothing to verify it. Right. And like, Oh, I heard that about uh home alone. Like I can't just go, go home and like watch pull it, it right up on, now. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, it is what it is, but you know, something like that. I, I love that. And like, just thinking about arguments about sports back in the day when you could just pull up your phone and just go to like, Oh, baseball reference, football reference. Like, Oh no. Yeah. He did have 20 touchdowns that year. Um, I, I love all the, the myths that, that are around these kind of like older movies. And, you know, I, you know, we mentioned before the, the mob ties for um, <clears throat> Peter McAllister. Uh, it's just fun to think back on those times. I can't imagine Peter is in the mob because he was the most nonchalant father I've ever seen. Wow. What a funny guy. Like just <laughs> almost like had no idea what was going on. Like at all. Yeah. Maybe he was, that was the part he was playing. He was an aloof gangster. Yeah. I mean, he's probably seen some shit. So, you know, you lose your kid for a couple of days. Not a big deal. Yeah. Whatever. He's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw a guy hanging from his big toe for three and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> this is nothing. He'll be fine. Um, my Ani Mensch, I'll go with Catherine O'Hara as Kate. I mean, come yeah. on. She's just like, you know, I, 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 I was hesitant to put her on this list because of the first interaction she has with Kevin when she puts him to bed. But also, like, you're, you're just dropping in on this family at this point. Like, you don't know how much of a piece of shit Kevin could be at times or like a little shit he is sometimes. Right. So it's kind of like the, yeah, I've heard it all from you before. Yeah. You hate us. You don't want to be here, whatever, Kevin, just go to bed. So I gave her some slack on that because, you know, once she did realize Kevin was missing, you know, she went into full mom mode and got home. Even if it was 10 minutes before everybody else, she got home to her son, you know, planes, trains and automobiles. Some may say. Right. What a film. Yeah, I mean, it's not even, yeah, she should have verified, but it's not even her fault necessarily. Fucking Lenny fucked up. Is that who counted? Yeah. And, and you know, Heather, shout out Heather, smoke show. Heather, I was in love with her. Heather, yeah. Uh, th it was the perfect storm. I mean, they it woke was. up late, you know, the, his tickets in the garbage. So, you know, when they their tickets get counted, you know, they have the right number, they're sprinting through yep. the airport. You know, the other just, kid gets counted. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, there, you're in the van. Oh, Kevin's in the other van. He must right. be in the other other van. And that seems because there's 15 of them each van. If, if it was like 14, that'd be seven and seven. But since there was 15, oh, the other van has eight, or the other yeah. van has seven, yeah. or whatever. So, but yeah, no, she's great in this movie. Um, made me kind of want to jump into Shit's Creek because I heard she's fantastic in that. So, yeah. I'll give her the shout out. Uh, as my Ani Mensch for this movie. Yes, I'll I'll shout out quick. Old man Marley, nice. He's got a yeah. bad rap from the start. You think he's the fucking shovel killer, and yeah, he's kind of like uh, Robbie said before. He's like slamming fucking his hand down <laughs> on the counter. Um, but I just I just kind of love him. Like at the end, like the way he talks is funny. Let's get you home. <laughs> <laughs> and then like just leaves him at home with nobody there. Like yeah. what's, what's like that you, about? I know. Oh, like doesn't check up on him. Like kind of, you know, 
living next door to that family, I'm sure you see fucking people in and out all the time. And then all of a sudden you just see like one kid walking around, like maybe check up on him. Or how about the fact that your next door neighbor is not in your address book? Like, did they not try to call him from the airport? Maybe he's like a recluse, I guess. Maybe. And people don't really know him that well. But also, I mean, the the phone lines are down. Yeah. But so that was one thing that that did piss me off about this movie. And there's a lot of like, you know, we could probably go down a huge rabbit hole of like all the things they could have done to not leave him home or or get checked up on. But like you tell me you couldn't get a hold of fucking anyone in the entire town in your entire dress <laughs> yeah. book, even if even if it's like a coworker who lives a half an hour away, dude, I'll do anything. If yeah. you can just drive to my house and just check up on my kid, like all she's right. got the address book with her. Yeah. So it's not like she's like, oh, I only know Jimmy's number and Tommy's number. That's it. And that's it. But the, the other thing, too, I love how the cops just like, yeah, it is nobody home. I'm going to knock secure. Twice. Yeah. I, there's a kid possibly alone in this house. Yeah, two knocks will do it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Stupid. Um. All right. Um, any other Ani mentions for favorite character? I'm going to just real quick okay. and shout out the pizza delivery guy because we fucking love his stupid line. Nice I'll shout Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Nice tip. Thanks I'll shout lot. out. I'll shout out Fuller just because of who he becomes. All right. That's fair. Dude, the boy, boy loves his, his Pepsi. Pepsi's gross. Come on. Pepsi it stinks. The, it is the worst. The they did change it to Coke and two because Coke became the sponsor. You see, that's why two is a better movie. There you go. Another <laughs> point for two. That is true. I forgot about that. I, I should have docked. I should have given a 9.8 for the Pepsi. <laughs> that, you know, Pepsi. I, I said once on the show that how do you give something a 9.9? Like, that's just too close. But maybe 9.9 because they use Pepsi products. Yeah. It's true. This is in a Pepsi podcast. Unless... Pepsi wants to sponsor. Oh, that made me want to uh, bring up something else that I had written down. But the Crunch Gators, the Frito-Lay Crunch Gators that Kevin has sitting next to him on the couch. What were those? I don't know. How do I get those. them? Can we bring them back? I want to know, know what they are. I don't know. Are they real? Is that real? I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah. Crunch I gators. love while you're looking that up. I just want to make a quick point about all movies in general from the 90s or the 80s or whatever i absolutely love seeing old products or old products labels from my childhood i fucking love it it makes me so happy crunch taters yeah crunch taters but the the logo is an alligator oh yeah i do remember those <laughs> so i was yeah. like damn i'm a big snack guy i love new potato chip technology uh, when I see it in the store, I got to get it. So I was very intrigued by the crunch t crunch taters. You got a uh, Dollar General near you? Are they still still around? Yeah, it says uh, three dollars and seventy five cents for a bag of limited time Lay's crunch taters. I wonder if they bring them out during the holidays. Maybe. Yeah, it says uh, Dollar General. That's where I see it. Yeah, I love product placement, like we said last week with the pop tarts. And things like that in in uh in uh elf. I love that. It says limited time. 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Guys. Looks pretty good to me. I'm eating junk and eating crunch taters. <laughs> Better come out and stop me. <laughs> I'm watching rubbish. Yeah, I don't know. If you get it, your hands in them, give it a give it a blind taste test and put it on the YouTube page. <laughs> I will. Please. Um. All right. Should we do scenes? Scenes. Santa, do we do favorite or least favorite first? Um, let's get least favorite out of the way because I'm sure there's a loaded, loaded uh picks coming up in, in favorite scenes. Oh, great. Santa's right. keeping his spectacles on too, by the way. He's got he's, I love he's it. keeping it's his a spectacles. Good look on. for you. I love Thank it. You. Yeah. <laughs> you should get fake glasses if you don't need to. I do have a ones. pair of fake glasses. There you go. You should wear them sometimes. He looks great. All right. Um, so who's going Santa, who's going first? The least favorite? Yeah. I can go first. Go ahead. I don't have a lot of least favorite scenes. My least favorite scene, I put none down, and then I, and this is before the movie ended, but my least favorite scene is when Kevin is walking to church, then he stops and looks into the window and sees the family having a nice little Xmas Eve dinner, and he gets a little melancholy. That always, uh, you know, tugs at the old black black heartstrings that I have in my heart. Um it makes me feel, you know, bad for Kevin because it wasn't his fault that he got left behind. And, you know, he left on some bad terms with his mom and he's feeling a little nostalgic and he's feeling a little melancholy. So that always gets me a little bit because you feel for the little eight-year-old because deep down inside, he's a little kid who's who's just a little little scared to be uh, scared to be alone. So, but he redeemed himself and he flips that fucking sociopathic switch in an instant, so. Love it. All right, who's next? Santa. I'll go next. Um, oh, sorry, I, uh, Benny. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to say the opening scene because it's great, but I also want to shout it out because a, there's no bad scene in the movie, and b, just the way they treat Kevin rubs you the wrong way to start the movie off. So I'll say it's that. I, I won't say it's the full scene, but it's just the way that they treat Kevin is my least favorite part of the movie. Good choice. You got a voltage adapter? <laughs> Here's your voltage Here's adapter. Your, yeah. Fucking Peter McAllister not giving a fuck about anything. <laughs> um, My least favorite scene is not really a specific scene, but it's uh something that happens in the movie that uh, as a homeowner really, really upsets me is that those motherfuckers left the water running. You know how much that that house is probably fucked. a complete tear down. That house is fucked. And, Seven and, ways from Sunday. And Kevin running into that water in the basement, that was super dangerous. He could have got fucking electrocuted yeah. or, or whatever. Like, no, that was extremely upsetting for me to see. Uh, not something I noticed when I was younger uh, watching this film, but that that one hurt. But also the best is now they know every single house that they I know. A bunch <laughs> of such an idiot. <laughs> and for That's like wet bandits, W E T. Shut up. The uh, I just feel like the stuff, and I know we didn't see everything that they were doing, but they're like you know Marv's clearing out the shelves of junk. 
And like, what are you going to do with all this junk? <laughs> I know. Like, come on. You're going to be selling on the black market. I guess. It's like me in like a, a, a RPG video game. I'm just taking everything off the shelves, plates. Uh, what am I going to do with them? I was going to say me at the pizza place. <laughs> Give me all of it. Give it to me. Um, all right. Should we move on to favorite scenes? Let's do it. Um, oh, I go first. Oh, shit. Um, so, uh, this is extremely difficult. And I also, if I, if I really wanted to pick what my favorite scene is, it's too long. I'm going to take some of your guys scenes possibly. So I'll save some of that for Ani Menches, but I will say that my favorite scene is specifically when they first get to the house and they both start just getting crushed. You know, Marv falls <laughs> down the stairs and Harry gets the fucking the doorknob, which I have a special segment to discuss later. But yeah, when they first get there and just you start seeing all the traps. So it's so amazing. Like you because the first time you see this, like, you know, he brings out the battle plan and you're like, all right, an eight year old, what are you gonna do? And he just <laughs> unloads on these two morons <laughs> and it's so great. So I'll I'd, say that. Best part of two is when he brings out the paint cans again and they're too smart for it. But yeah. he just launches the eight by eight at their at their faces. Just fantastic. Right in the schnoz. <laughs> you know what? You know what I love too is that they go through multiple headshots, oh. multiple head wounds. And the thing that knocks him out is old man the shovel. shovel. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the uh, the worst is the iron coming. Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to mention. I, after watching this movie, I exclusively wanted laundry shoots in my house. Oh, just desperately. <laughs> yeah. Desperately want one. That I always wanted that and a dumbwaiter. Oh, I yeah. don't know why, but I just wanted one. Um, Amazing. My, my my favorite scene, I'll leave some chalk on the board. I don't know why it's my favorite scene, but it just always is like my favorite part of the movie is when he's he throws the fake Christmas party. <laughs> and he's got you know he's got everything moving he's got the michael jordan going around on the the train i just i don't know why i just <laughs> i just thought that was so great as a kid and it's you know the uh fantastic sound uh song choice for that scene so yeah uh, give me that scene as my favorite that's a good one i had it on there such a great scene and and what's the song was it it's not rocking around a christmas tree is it it is rocking around the Christmas tree. Beautiful. Um, I feel like this could be a two for one because it uses the same movie. I don't know which one's funnier. I think it's. I think I'm gonna go with uh, when Marv gets scared with the snakes with snake scene. Um, I think when he comes to the back door and Kevin Kevin immediately plays, get the hell out of here and. Uh, and then he's talking about snakes and Marv's in the and then Marv's like snakes, not snakes. It sounds familiar. <laughs> it sounds familiar. And then he puts the firecracker down in the pot and uh, you know lights them and and uh, Marv freaks out and then he runs into the car and he's talking to Harry and he's like, somebody got blown to bits in there or something like that. Somebody <laughs> got blown away in there. 
It's a that's so, snakes. He's like, yeah, snakes? The, and, and the balls have been going back and forth like snakes. I don't know snakes. <laughs> <laughs> that I never, I never remembered that scene. The two of them talking in the van. I, I didn't remember that scene at all. Yeah, and like you said, it just goes back to them just playing off each other too. And I think it's Harry at the end. He's like snakes, snakes. <laughs> I don't know no snakes. And, I don't know snakes. And it was yeah, it's Harry. It just, it just makes me laugh because angels with filthy souls are is right. that the name of the movie? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It's just amazing. A movie within a movie. Um, I don't know if I got two for one, but it's it, just the same thing with the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. Shout Cheap, out. Cheapskate. Cheapskate. Shout out Proud, Proud Mary 2. Did you see one of the cassettes that was next to Angels with Filthy Souls? Oh, yeah. It's Bruce. <laughs> yeah. The Bruce Springsteen yep. video anthology. So shout out PM2 yep. and Big Pappy. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. And then. Shout out in two. We'll talk about it next time, but angels with even filthier souls. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Adi Mensch is, you know, Ryan, you graciously left us with so much of the, um, the battle scene, but it's when, when they're, uh, this is a two part story. It's when they're climb, you know, they're trying to go on the zip line and he yeah. breaks out. He the breaks out clippers. the uh, the hedge clippers and he's like, "Go back, go back!" And they're, they're trying to get back. Um, but we tried to do that once. We ran a rope from a tree to a shorter tree back in the day, and uh, took handlebars off a bike. And uh, spoiler alert, it did not work out well. And thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I was not the one that figured it out. Turns out you got to get those zip lines pretty tight for them oh, to yeah. work right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We we actually were successful in creating a zip line. Uh shout out Jensen Ty, last name redacted. They did have a zip line and it was probably extremely unsafe, but it worked. Yeah, I just remember the person that did it, like the line immediately went slack. Oh yeah. Yeah. They they went you get down. like eighty pounds on it because you guys are like ten or whatever. Yeah. That scene is fu- that scene is funny. Uh I'm over here, you big horse's ass. <laughs> And before I that, to- Harry's like, uh, they're like, where is it? Harry's like, maybe he committed suicide. <laughs> yeah. I love to. He's like, that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to go downstairs. Through his fun house. <laughs> he's going to call the cops from a tree house. <laughs> you scared? <laughs> um, Robbie, any, uh, any mentions for you? Yeah, of course. I mean, course. stick with the, emotion- the emotional train. Uh, the church scene with the old man Molly. Oh, love the best. It. Some great life advice, uh, you know, old man Molly talking about being scared to call his son, and he's Kevin's like, "What do you got to be scared of?" or something like that. He's like, "You know, you, you always can be scared. Doesn't matter what age it is." So I love that. I love them finally coming together. Uh, you see a nice, you know, scared, warm side of old man Molly because the whole entire movie you're seeing a, you know, some supposedly can Midwest serial killer. But I just love that. I, I, I really love that between them. I mean, who, Omar Molly was a fantastic actor in this movie, and Kevin was going toe-to-toe with him with, with you know, being sentimental and emotional. I mean, it was it's, it's a great scene, and I love it, and uh, still hits me in the feels to this day. Uh, it's one of my favorite scenes. Strong agree, and I love the the choir in the background during the whole scene. Oh, my God, please. Oh, just... Te- tear me up. I know. Um, so we don't have to talk about all of them, but I left the entire, yeah, battle, um, 
on the board just in case you guys wanted to take him. But that from start to finish, amazing. One of the best, you know, acts that I guess you would call that maybe like act three of the movie. Um, amazing. Everything yeah. is so funny. Um, every trap is amazing. Every injury. Um, I mean, they both should be dead in two <laughs> even more so. But in one, I mean, they definitely probably should have died. Um, but yeah, shovel takes them out, of course. <clears throat> um, one thing I did want to mention as far as the Nani Mench scene was um, the first morning that Kevin's home by himself and he does the shower yeah. and, the you know, you get the iconic like F shape. But my favorite part of that is actually the music choice when they do. Baru, baru, uh, and Kevin singing in the mirror and whatever. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, so fantastic. Um, I mean, I, we mentioned it earlier too, but Ani mentioned to the just him shopping in the supermarket. Yeah, and and the back and forth he has with with the cashier. cashier. He's like, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, these microwave dinners any good? I don't know. So good. and she shows him the uh the army man. He's like for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> Um, any other Ani mentions that we should mention? No, just a reunion between Kevin and his mom at the end. I mean, yeah, again, and then a reunion with old man Molly and his son. I yep. mean, driving in a snowstorm for the first time, they haven't seen each other in probably 35 years. Also, like, um, <clears throat> old man Molly's son's not going to be at the church watching his daughter sing, she's just there by herself. That was practice on Christmas Eve. Yeah, during the day. And then he said, I can't come at night because I'm not welcome. Uh -huh. I don't know. Okay. Another plot hole. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Still a 10 for me. It's, if I can give it a 46, I'd give it a 46. That's how great this movie is. <laughs> yeah, agree. Um, Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's almost every scene. We didn't even, met, you know, the, the first scene with, we mentioned it with Gus. So good. Uh, everything. Amazing. Um. All right, before we move on to our last two segments, I have a bonus segment this week, and it is which trap would you least mm. want to be hit with that oh. Marvin Harry got hit with? I have one right off the bat. Please, go ahead. I mean, please, uh, you know, listen, the locks are coming <laughs> back heavy this year. Like, so do please do not flamethrow the top of my head because Don't I can't burn that salad. Yeah, this this lettuce is not best grilled. Um, that one, it just looks like it hurt the worst. And I mean, poor Harry, he's just sitting there taking it for like a good five, six seconds. <laughs> uh, poor guy. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't see his skull after that. Uh, so yeah, yeah. please, no flamethrowers for Fucking me. I can't, I can't do that one. Ugh. Yeah, that's a bad one. Robbie, you got any? Yeah, because I've been burnt before and it hurts and it's and it's painful. Uh just putting a big M on my yeah. and my paw. I wouldn't <laughs> want that. You can hit me in the head with things. Yeah, I'm sure I like whatever I probably have CT from numerous years of football. But um the burnt hand, I mean, that recovery it would just be extremely painful. I don't want Oof. that. Yeah. You still had it in too. Yeah. Yeah, that would that was gonna be my choice. So I'm gonna go with, and for I don't know why. Maybe it's because I just 
I don't want my feet injured, but probably the nail on the foot, um, that fr fucking freaks me out. Like f going full weight on a like a three inch nail. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, I mean, any of the injuries. No, thank you. I said it before, but Ani Mensch to the iron falling. Yeah, that's a good one. Full story into your face. Oh my god, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick on those stairs, there is no fucking way that Kevin got tar off of those stairs cleaning no. up that house. There's yeah, no but way I never remembered that the house is completely clean when they <laughs> yeah. got home. No way. Yeah. How's that possible? That's the biggest hey, loophole. Plot hole. That's really the biggest plot hole is yeah. the fact that Kevin cleaned up the whole house. Except he got for... he got he got tar off the stairs, but he forgot Harry's gold tooth. Right. Somehow that slipped by him. Yeah. Only for Peter to find. And of course, honey, what is this? <laughs> um, all right. So we always do this every week. I'm not sure we're going to have any good answers, but. Is there anything we could do to make this movie better? Santa, who goes first? Uh, you can go first. All right. I, I got nothing. Next. <laughs> Give me 15 more minutes oh. of the battle. Give All me right. more. Give me more booby traps. Give me. I don't know. Someone slipping on a skateboard and going down the steps. Maybe bring back that sleigh from earlier in the movie, or yep. the sled, I should say, and have Marv just completely blow through the front door, uh, you know, cartoon style where it's got the outline of him <laughs> on the door. Uh, yeah, give me more. Give me more of the battle scene. All right, that's fair. I got nothing. Benny, Benny uh, summed it up perfectly. Yeah. Uh, this is the only movie that I would watch if it was four hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, know give what? Me, give, give me more of anything. Yeah. Give me a stepping on a rake. Give me the old school <laughs> traps where you step in and, and uh, your foot gets snared by the lasso and now you're hanging upside down by the I one foot. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the old, like Acme uh, products from Roadrunner and shit. Can I? I'm very glad you say that. Can I take us on a little tangent real quick? Please. There is a movie in development called. Coyote versus Acme. Wow. And what this movie is, it's, you know, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit, how there's yeah. a cartoon in the human world. It's based on Wiley Coyote in the human world suing the Acme Corporation for all it. of their stuff never working. And um, Will Forte is his lawyer in the movie. I, I need it. to see this so bad. It looks, <laughs> it looks terrible, awesome, hilarious, ridiculous. I can't wait for it to come out. Ah, uh, you know who else is in it? Who? You're not gonna be able to see him, but he's been cast. John Cena. Yeah. Uh -huh. But yeah, that. Uh -huh. I mean, that that this movie could either be absolutely amazing or just so bad if they really fuck it up. But I like it. I like the idea. Um. All right. I do know of a way that we could make it better and that's by playing america's favorite game working overtime with matt damon in this game we cast 
a young, middle-aged, old, whatever we want, Matt Damon in a role that exists or a role that we make up because we're idiots. So, Santa, who gets to spin the wheel first? Oh, let's go Cousin Benny. Oh, Oof. good choice. I don't know if I have a good one this week. Um, give me a middle-aged, ruggedly handsome, but reclusive Matt Damon as the third wet bandit who stays at home and he's the eyes and ears and he's constantly communicating with Marvin Harry uh, and he's the brains of the operation. I mean, these two he sells are not the product. The, yeah, he these two are not surveillance. The, yeah, he, he these two are not the brightest bulbs in the uh, the old Christmas tree. So give me Matt Damon and maybe they would have been a little bit more successful. Good choice. I love it. True that. True that. Santa, why don't you go? Give me young, dumb, fresh haircut, spectacle wearing. Matt Damon has fuller. But <laughs> Fuller ain't going on a trip. Fuller has to sleep in the bed with Kevin, and they both miss the trip. Wow. And now the both of them are running tandem on Marvin Harry. Hijinks ensues. Imagine a young Matt Damon just and 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 Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, two blonde studs, just freaking <laughs> I mean, in Teen Teen Beat magazine, the both of them. I mean, the movie sells itself. So yeah, give me Matt Damon as Fuller, and they go demolition style, um, tag teaming against uh, Marvin Harry, and just hijinks ensues. I mean, the movie, movie's fantastic as it is, but you add Matt Damon to the mix. I mean, please, we're talking about 15, 16 uh, Oscar nominations and all wins, sweeping the field. Min minimum. Every Best category. actor, Macaulay Culkin. Best supporting actor, Matt Damon. I mean, yes. please. <laughs> Obviously. Um, give me an older, refined, rich, but still handsome Matt Damon as Rob McAllister, the brother who lives in France, and oh. get a little more screen time for that person. There's, there's a few deleted scenes, but yeah, get some screen time for Matt. And let me see him absolutely eviscerate Frank for everything he fucking does. When he takes out the shrimp, when he just does the bullshit, like being a, you know, being a cheapskate and he just fucking crushes him. And that would make me so very happy. Good choice. Love it. Thank you. Love it. Um, all right. Is there anything else that we need to say about this film? I feel like there was something I wanted to bring up and now I can't remember it. And it's good. As the second we stop, I'm going to be like, Fuck, that was it. <laughs> just edit yourself back in. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Guys, uh, did you hear about and then I'll just do your voices? <laughs> I mean, we put out enough episodes now where you could probably I could throw spli yeah, I could probably splice something. Either like that, that or just throw us into AI and have the AI nope. talk for us. No. Nope. Maybe that's what I'll do for our Christmas episode since we're taking a taking a week off. You just have an AI. Just have a episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anything from you guys that you want to discuss before? I mean, uh, you know, I was getting ready for the plummies. I was looking through our list of scores, 
and you know i was going through our top you know i want to do our top five movies i want to do our least five movies and the rankings might have got shaken up today that's that's all i'm gonna say i thought we might have been locked in on on our on our picks here yeah just a just a shocking <laughs> a shocking plum segment this week yeah oh i got like four t- four tens on there maybe more than that yeah well, like we, I think we can all agree that it's not better than fucking like Pulp Fiction, just as an example. But in some ways, it is. I mean, how many? Th- yes, I've watched that movie or Shawshank or whatever, some re- really highly regarded prestige drama a bunch of times. But I watch this every year at least once, and I look forward to it every year, and I love it every time. So, was this the movie you were originally talking about? As to be the ten, yeah, no, oh, so it's still out it. there. There's still there's still one, maybe two floating out there. Um, is it a who knows? Is it a movie that we've definitely all seen? Uh, I believe so. Okay, all right. So you're gonna have to find a week to sneak it in as a movie that we've all seen, but we still want to watch again. All right, that's fair. that's true. We'll leave it at that. I don't want to get. I don't want to spoil uh, any more hints. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Leave it as a tease. Um, so, I mean, listen, we had a, so far a great year. Um, thank you so much for listening, for sending us emails, for guests, guests, uh, appearing, uh, a couple of you came on the show. We'd love to get more of that next year. Um, we're probably going to take Christmas week off, I think. Um, but the next time we're back, we're going to do our end of the year wrap up award show the plummies um so look out for that you know we'll we'll put some stuff on instagram to let you guys know what's going on um i don't know you guys want to say anything like kind of wrap the year up or yeah i mean you know to jump on your point i mean next week or you know first week of january when we do the plummies uh we want we really want to hear from you if you haven't taken the if you gotten this far in this episode uh and maybe you haven't reached out to us it really would mean a lot for for you guys to reach out and write us an email uh voice note dm anything that you know you want us to either talk about or play or you know rip us apart for some of our scores or (laughs) suggest something you know i jumping off point robbie gave pulp fiction a 9.8 um so (laughs) (laughs) there's going to be a lot of things for us to talk about on the plummies but uh you know we definitely love to hear from you guys too yeah um, and That's special funny. big shout out to Robbie for committing this week with yeah. the Santa outfit. I love it. Thank you. I wanted to uh, do a little something special for the uh, for the fans and for you guys. Hopefully, get the views up. Um, sh- I was gonna maybe show my penis, but I didn't think that was gonna be <laughs> good enough. So maybe you know the Santa suit was was here. So yeah. they don't let that on YouTube, Robbie. So I'm glad. No, you- I was trying to get. Yeah, thank you. I was trying to get uh, a Santa suit. Uh, uh, there was one um, that I used in the past. We couldn't get it, so I had a I had a uh, go on Amazon for this, and I'm just blowing blowing through funds with this podcast. I mean, oh, so we're I so got deep in the red; it's crazy. <laughs> I got something special, so uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, thanks to everybody that that listens. You know, people that that write in. A more uh, fan engagement would be nice, but uh, 
yeah, it was a fun year. Shout out to you guys. Like I said, uh, privately, I love doing this with you guys. Um, it's really fun. It makes me watch movies that I've never watched before and some that I might, will never watch again. Shout out Tony Lester and Fifth Element. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, I, I love doing this. Um, love to, you know, grow the audience. Can you say it again? That's crazy. Um, shout out Alexa. But anyway, I would like to uh, grow the audience in the future and uh, hopefully more fans come along because we really do enjoy doing it. Alexa, shut up. <laughs> and that's that. Sorry, Alexa's up my ass. But uh, yeah, that's really it. Love you guys and uh, and uh, can't wait to get to the plummies and see where 2024 takes us. Same. Well said. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't think I don't think we have anything else. Thank you so much. Look for us next year to do Home Alone too. Um, we love you. Like everyone said, please send us some messages. Uh, enjoy your Christmas, your holiday break, your new year, and we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Robbie, tell him good night. Yeah, Uncle Frank, you cheap son of a bitch. <laughs> Merry Christmas, little fella. We know you're in there, and we know you're all alone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals.